Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. I have a guest today that is going to talk to us about the profession of nursing. Uh, Ola comes from a background with uh, working with CCSU, graduating through the program, and then she is a full-time professional. It's going to give her her point of view on the uh, different options and how she went into the profession and how she's very, very tired from long nights of being a nurse. <laughs> And, uh, you know, but the, the work-life balance and she seems very happy in what she does. So Ola, thanks for joining. We're glad to have you here today. And uh, I, I'm sure your your experience and uh, what you do is going to be helpful for uh, students considering this path. So thank you for joining us today. Of course, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Um, like you said, my name's Ola. I just graduated recently from CCSU in May of 2021. Um, I went to nursing school for a four-year program right out of high school. Um, so I joined the workforce pretty early on, but I'm really happy to say, you know, kind of a gamble. I feel like most, you know, 17, 18 year olds don't really know what they wanna do, but sure. I knew what I wanted to do. I went to a great program and I'm really fulfilled with the choices that I made, the education I got and the job that I have now. That's, you know, it's interesting you say that. I, I, I guess one of, the, one of the main questions that I usually get when talking to students and to parents, but uh, specifically to students is, you know, they're in that high school range when you're a junior or senior, <clears throat> can you maybe help us understand? Because a lot of people don't know what they want to do. And then mm -hmm. some people are laser focused. They're like, hey, this is me. I can see myself doing this 10 years from now. Uh, and for the rest of my life. But where did you kind of fall? Did you, was this exactly what you were thinking or um, were you kind of trying to figure some things out uh, during the high school period? Yeah, so I always grew up knowing I wanted to be in some kind of healthcare position. Um, mostly was kind of considering medical school. However, when I really sat down and thought about why I wanted to join healthcare, I realized it's because I wanted to be at the bedside helping the patient. You know, patients come to the hospital, they're sick, they don't know what's going on. I wanted to be that nurse that was able to kind of really reassure them and help make them feel comfortable, help make them feel at ease and kind of guide them through what was going on. And when you look at roles such as, you know, doctor or PA or nurse, the nurse is really at the bedside the most, being able to be the voice for the patient. So when I kind of really put everything together, I realized that nursing was what I wanted to do. Nursing was a really good choice for me as well because it is that four-year degree um, mm -hmm. versus PA school being a four-year and then an additional two-year degree as a master's or medical school being anywhere from 10 years to upwards of 14, 15, 16 once you consider a residency. Wow. Um, so this yeah. was kind of the quickest way to get into the healthcare profession. And getting a bachelor's in nursing really puts you in a position to take any level of authority, I guess. You're okay. able to go at the bedside. Um, some long-term care facilities can hire you as a director. You can go work in an office space outpatient. You can, you know, do home nursing. There's a lot of options with that four-year degree. So this kind of was the best key to unlock a door into all of these different options in healthcare. 
Sure. So, you know, it's interesting that you say that. One of the um, comments that um, Dr. Thomas made when I was on one of our previous podcasts for CCSU's nursing program was um, she talked about just the concept of being at a person's bedside when they come into the world and when they're leaving the world. And mm -hmm. that kind of resonated with me. But I'm just curious as like 17, 18 years old, is that the first thing you think of? And is that something that you gravitated towards? Or were you more thinking, you know, I, I just want to help people. I think this is where I belong. And then you start to gain those experiences by meeting different people in different walks of life. I think it certainly starts out as that passion to help people. Most people, when you ask them why they want to go into healthcare, they unfortunately have a story of a family member or a close friend that had to go to the hospital or underwent some kind of healthcare crisis. And they were maybe inspired by a nurse or a doctor that was taking care of that person. So I think it stems from that passion to help. But as you go through the program, most nursing programs, including Central, do a really good job of kind of getting you to see from, you know, that first day of life to the last day of life. Um, Central has a really great class called Community and Well Populations, and this lets you kind of see that, you know, start to finish cycle of life. We're able to go observe in preschools and see how the preschools teach and the science behind that. We're able to go to the nursing homes and kind of see what goes on there. So it really is a interesting that Central pushes that start to finish spectrum so that the nurse has a holistic approach so that we can look at someone and understand, you know, a decision we make, you know, for a 12 year old is going to affect them at 50 because health is very continuous. Sure. It's a very, very difficult thing to process once you kind of see the sad parts of those days. You know, some life starts at day one and ends on day three. Other lives last, you know, 90 years until a major health scare comes along and kind of shakes things up. Sure. Well, so <clears throat> along those lines, and that, that's great experience and feedback, along those lines, when do you... Let's talk about the program for a moment now. So let's say you, you made your decision. Uh, you, you looked at the campus life of CCSU. You looked at the program. You feel comfortable. This is where you want to go. Now you're, you're in your first year. You're prepped. You're, you're doing everything you need to do to get into the program for year two. Um, where does that piece that you were just talking about, where you start to interact with, um, <clears throat> you know, there's the breadth of, like you said, a 12-year-old versus an adult. But where's that piece where you start to interact with people? Is it with the program? Does it start right away? Do you go into clinical work or do you are you kind of taking a back seat and then you just observe? Because some the reason I ask some programs front load classes and then, mm -hmm. um, you know, back load clinical. But if you can kind of share your experience. Yeah. Um, so the program year one at CCSU as a student, you're a pre-nursing student. You submit your application in the spring of that freshman semester, and then you get notice, I believe, a little bit around the beginning of April. Um, once you're in the program, starts your sophomore year fall, you're doing what we call a simulation lab. So that's where you're learning your health assessment skills, practicing on your classmates, and kind of learning these fundamental skills of, you know, ambulating a patient, things like tracheostomy care, wound Wait, care, other you practice that on your classmates? So we do have some <laughs> mannequins. <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully, none of you know, so none of our classmates have like, you know, any health concerns that we'd be performing nursing care one on one. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> we have health assessment. We practice on each other, you know, listening to lung sounds, bowel sounds. Okay. I can, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be your partner for that, but the tracheotomy, I don't, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I know. Thankfully, no real trachea in class. Um, Central actually recently got a really nice upgrade to our simulations lab. So we have oh, really cool. nice mannequins to practice on. Um, we have some adult ones. We have um, a PD one. We have a maternity mannequin that can kind of simulate a delivery. Um, but oh. we have a lot of equipment that lets us practice those skills to mimic that in-person experience of actually doing the patient care in a real patient. So it was really nice. And central staff is very creative in ways to make sure that it feels real. Um, so an ostomy, we might fill with something squishy to mimic that. Um, we'll push one another around in wheelchairs or teach each other how to use crutches and kind sure. of emphasize, you know, if you're on the crutches, make sure you're pretending like you actually need the crutches versus just goofing around. Um, <laughs> Sure. So that's kind of that first fall semester. In the second semester of your sophomore year in the spring, you begin your clinicals, which is pretty early on. But I think that getting out there earlier is what helps you feel more solid by the time you're able to graduate and enter the profession. Um, that sophomore spring, you're going to nursing homes, actually, and, you know, performing your health assessments on some elderly patients, as well as doing your community clinical, where you're able to kind of observe that um, continuum from, you know, day one to day closer to the end. Um, mm -hmm. The preschools and the initial rotations through some other facilities like a wound care facility or um, like a behavioral group home, you're not doing much. It's more so intended for observation, but you're still able to build your skill set as a nurse because you're there to kind of interview and ask questions and still be amongst people that you would be taking care of. That geriatric clinical is where you begin to kind of start those budding nursing assessments of, you know, listen to some heart sounds, some bowel sounds, feel for some pulses, and begin to piece together a medical history and that, how that's affecting someone's health. So, so with that, it, it sounds like you get a, a breadth of um, you get to you get to dabble or at least see different areas in you may want to gravitate towards those areas once you experience them. Is that a safe assessment? I would say so. I had a lot of friends that went to other nursing programs in the state as well as in neighboring states. Um, Central, I believe, is one of the only universities that I know of that has a geriatric clinical portion. Okay. Um, I know UConn starts their clinicals that junior year fall um, and some other programs in the state do as well. So I really love that Central kind of puts you out there early on, even if it is just to observe. Like I said before, you're still building those skills of interacting with strangers and sure. learning how to build trust in a conversation. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So let me let me shift gears a little bit. So the next phase where okay, you've got into um, the program, you're maturing in the program, you're getting closer towards the tail end of it. Can you kind of talk about, you're, you're starting to pick your path, you're, you're probably working with an institution already, um, and how does it go from transitioning from graduating the program and then getting into the workforce or making that selection for your profession? Yeah. So the state of Connecticut is a really great place to kind of bud your career because after you finish that sophomore year of your nursing school or at least one clinical rotation, you can actually go work in the hospitals as a tech. Um, okay. 
And that means that if you're interested in a certain area and you'd like to get more experience, you can apply to that area and they'll see that you're a nursing student and you can work as a patient care technician without having to have that separate CNA license that you would need to work as like a patient care tech in a nursing home. Um, but this okay. is almost exclusively for hospitals. So if you're someone that is able to work during school, that's a great option. But if you're not, then it's really hard to kind of be able to put yourself into the unit or specialty that you would want to work on. Central really promoted exploring those specialty units, especially during our medical surgical rotations, which is the heaviest clinical rotation in a nursing program. Um, Central completes theirs in junior year spring semester and senior year fall, and both sets of clinicals with different instructors had days planned out that, you know, we would rotate a student through ICU, we would rotate a student through the emergency room, and if a student had another interest, it may be like a cardiac cath lab or something else inpatient with adults, we would be able to kind of find a way to send the student to observe there, even if it meant having to shift a student to come in during the daytime versus an evening clinical rotation. I really like this piece. Um, most programs, including Central, don't have a specific rotation through the ICU or the emergency room, which tend to be pretty popular clinical choices or career path choices after graduation. Okay. Um, so I really like that I was able to kind of go and observe for a day to see, hey, do I actually really like this or do I maybe think I would want to do something else? Sure. We're further able to kind of explore our interests and almost secure a job in a way through our final semester's clinical rotation, which is our capstone clinical. Um, prior to ending your senior year fall semester, you submit your preferences for what clinical you would like to go to. Um, this could be pediatrics, this could be labor and delivery, this could be postpartum, you know, ICU, emergency room, and we're ranked in place there to be able to spend, I believe, 90-something hours on those units, shadowing a nurse kind of practicing oh, that independent <clears throat> skill, as well as being able to meet the manager, kind of say, you know, hey, I'm a senior, I'm graduating soon, I like having my clinical here. Do you have any openings and build that relationship to land an interview? That's actually how I got hired on my current unit and okay. it worked out really well. So, so in that sense, so I, so I come from the business world. So it, it, we use, we use terms like internship. Mm -hmm. um, it, it sounds similar. So it's almost like you've had this experience through the program. Um, the institution that you're talking to to say, like you said, I would like to do my senior year or what did you call it? The capstone or clinical capstone. Yeah. Clinical capstone. So you like to do your clinical capstone here and now you're going to put in a number of hours and you're really going to get to know the management there. You're going to get yep. to know the institution. And so it's like you're, you're dedicating your time and your energy, but at the end of it, odds are you would be offered a job there based on, you know, institutional knowledge, your experience and all the time you put in. Yep, exactly. This is a great way you know, to see if what you really want to do is also what you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. Some students come out of it and, you know, they really think that they want to be a pediatric nurse and come out of it realizing that they can't handle, you know, working with kids as sad as it is. So it's a great way to land a job in a specialty if you love it, but also kind of help narrow your options um, versus, you know, getting hired and starting and being miserable for that first year and kind of sure. being like, oh, God, you know, where do I go? What do I do? Um, yeah. I was also very thankful and fortunate enough that from an early 
point in my nursing school career, I identified that I wanted to end up working at Hospital of Central Connecticut. And at the time that I was starting the program, Central was trialing a partnership almost to pipeline students from, you know, CCSU to HOCC, as we call it. Mm -hmm. So I was placed for all of my clinicals at the Hospital of Central Connecticut to see what unit I would like best. And I really oh. felt that this was a great way to get to know not only each unit, but also the hospital and the hospital's culture, kind of the policies and be really familiar. So when I did start, I had an advantage to being familiar with the campus, with some of right. the other you know, units and departments that I would be working with. Um, but I'm not sure that we offer this for a, a facility like Hartford Hospital or a bigger hospital. Some people tended to be placed at the same clinical sites on a few different units, but the beauty of the capstone was that you were kind of able to, you know, request if maybe you wanted to work at a specific hospital or a specific unit, they would be able to work to kind of place you there to see if okay. this is actually where you would want to go. No, that sounds really cool. I mean, it makes total sense in that the, you know, the commitment level that you're making to put in the hours and the energy and the effort, and um, basically you're testing each other out. And then at the end of it, it's um, like I said, with an internship, the investments there on both sides. So it, it mm -hmm. can be a very good marriage or relationship moving forward. So, so with that, so, so that's interesting. So let's, let's take the approach where, where your path was. So you made that decision um, for your clinical capstone. It ended up working out that you got hired into that institution and now, mm -hmm. all right, so let's, this is where we get to be honest with everybody. So now you're, now you're, you're in the thick of it. You're, you're doing the day to day. Um, uh, depending on what you selected, you may be on your feet all day, you're, you're interacting with people all day. So there's this concept of work-life balance. Um, there's also the lucrative side to it for your financial happiness. So talk to us about what your experience is. What, what do you do today? And, and do you still enjoy it or do you want to go back to school? <laughs> um, so as of right now, I'm a critical care nurse. Um, I started nursing school knowing that I wanted to be in critical care. I got my capstone and I remember being really nervous. I was like, oh God, what if I hate it? You know, but I ended up really loving it. And even to this day, I still love what I do. Um, critical care is really unique that we have a two patient assignment. So you're really at the bedside, um, when you have a patient that's, you know, in a medically induced coma for airway protection or just, you know, letting their body rest, you are that patient's voice. And that's exactly what I wanted to do since I started nursing school. Um, so I'm very grateful that I'm here. I'm very grateful that Central, you know, worked to make me get this internship at the hospital that I work at because I love the unit culture. Even on the most chaotic days, you know, patients crashing, burning, the whole unit's on fire, as we like to call it. You know, every patient's just going every which direction. I can still step back and be so grateful that I'm able to do what I do for the patient. There's a really great feeling in your heart when a patient says thank you. Um, sure. Or when they open up and, you know, say, hey, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And especially even dealing with family members to just, you know, hear them. Thank you for taking care of my mother or thanks for taking yeah. care of, you know, whoever it is. It's a really warm, warm feeling in your heart and throughout your whole body. And it makes those days when everything's chaotic worth it. It's fulfilling. Yeah. I think that some days, you know, I definitely come home. My feet hurt. Um, working 12 hour shifts 
can get exhausting. Um, a lot of new grads straight out of college or their programs tend to work night shift, which is a pretty big lifestyle adjustment. You know, you have to prioritize getting your sleep. You have to make sure you're, you know, sleeping after work, trying to figure out how to sleep in between shifts and kind of even almost coordinating that with whoever you live with to make sure you're not getting woken up, you know, in the middle of the day, aka in the middle of your sleep, sure. making sure, you know, no one's coming knocking on your door, kind of ignoring those phone calls and catching up with people, um, as well as having to give up your weekends. Most hospitals, you're working every other weekend. This is mandatory. You're working every other holiday. This is mandatory. Um, and it is an adjustment. This past year, I had to leave my Christmas dinner early and say goodbye to my family to be able to go work. But it made it special to almost step back and be like, you know what? Wow, I'm in a position where I can kind of help take care of this person during one of the worst days of their life. Even if it means giving up my Christmas this year, I'm still going to have it next year. Whereas mm -hmm. this patient, you know, is missing this Christmas and they're going to remember that for the rest of their life. You know, that time I spent Christmas in the hospital. So you really have the ability to make an impact on a patient. We've had patients celebrate birthdays in the hospital. Um, sure. And for us, it feels like day to day, it's our work. But for these patients, it's, you know, it's Christmas and they're stuck here or it's, you know, their niece's birthday party today and it's Saturday and they're stuck in the hospital. Um, so while it is a lifestyle adjustment for us, our patients are right there with us with it. Um, I think it's been great to work 12 hour shifts. If you schedule yourself right, you're able to get, you know, four or five days off in the middle of the week. Everybody else is gone. You're kind of able to hang out. Definitely hurts to sacrifice those weekends, but the work-life balance of three days working, four days off or two days off and kind of however you mix it is a really great way. I love being able to be off during the week and kind of not think about work for a few days in a row versus only having sure. two days on the weekend as most other nine to five jobs are. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a lifestyle adjustment, but um, I mean, I guess if I'm hearing you correctly and what we want to translate to anyone listening is you need a sleep guardian. So that's, you need somebody, <laughs> you need a watchdog <laughs> that's going to protect you from phone calls, door knocks, anything. Um, and then it's really, committing to the concept uh, concept and lifestyle that, yes, you, your schedule is different and you may be pulled away from your family at times, but you're also going to help someone in a time of need where, to your point, their life is still happening, but they're in the hospital for a reason and they're still going to have a birthday. They're going to have a holiday and it can be really fulfilling and joyous on that side of it to help someone through those times. Exactly. Not every nursing job requires that kind of a commitment. If you work in an outpatient facility, um, you're working during your normal weekday hours. If you're working in the operating room as an OR nurse, then you're kind of also facing that, you know, regular work hours during the week with maybe some on-call hours that you might be called in on the weekend if there's an emergent surgery, um, which you get paid for being on call. Um, but if you're working on a, you know, medical unit, a critical care unit, emergency room, labor and delivery, pediatrics, you're most likely getting that, you know, three 12 hour shifts a week, every other holiday, every other weekend lifestyle schedule. Sure. So that's food for thought for anyone listening and considering this path. Um, so the last question that I have for you is really going to be around. You've now lived through it. You've 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 gone through uh, the selection process at a at a young age coming out of high school. You made your choice of a, a school, a campus lifestyle. You 
made it through a program that's a little unique. It's a little different than others. You're, you're living the dream now, as they say, <laughs> you're in it. So now looking back, um, some you've blazed a path that you've completed and that you're living. What advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out and they're, they're, they're considering it? Is there anything along the lines of how they should position themselves from a general studies getting into a school or how they should um, promote themselves to the nursing program. Any any piece of advice that if you look back and said, man, I wish somebody told me that. I think the best advice I could give is try, try to remember your why in every single day through nursing school. There were so many days that you just felt overwhelmed with exams and studying and then you still have to go to clinical. And if you have a job, you're still thinking about a job. And even just having a social life, you know, at age 19, 20, 21, if you remember your why for getting into nursing, into healthcare, it makes it so much easier to push through and get the job done. I always thought, you know, this exam sucks, but I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be able to help someone one day. I may have a patient with this condition that I'm studying. And if you remember that drive to help people, it's you're going to get there. There were many exams failed by myself, by other classmates. We all survived and made it. You're going to fail. Nursing school is not an easy academic endeavor. It's not an easy obligation to me, given that you are not only going to your regular course load, like your friends in business school, but you're also going to clinicals every single week. Mm -hmm. But it is so worth it to come out and have this great profession where you're building trust with people every day. You're really able to represent, you know, a hospital. You're able to represent the goodness of humanity when you go out of your way to do something so small yet so extra that will likely be so special to your patient. You know, maybe your patient's hair hasn't been combed in a few days. You put a little braid in it. You bring them a snack from the vending mm -hmm. machine, even if they're just hungry and you go buy it yourself, you know, <laughs> sure. little things. If you remember your why you'll get there. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's amazing that you share that. I, so I, I do um, a lot of coaching me personally with uh, kids in the community here and, with this program, it's not just a podcast. Spring Path is a student network. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just so glad to hear you say that because one of the two things I always share with anyone starting out is figure out what you want. That's number one. And then figure out why you want it. Because when you're on this track, it's going to get hard. That's that life is going to get hard. It's Absolutely. called life <laughs> and it's going to knock you down. And you have to remember why you're doing it to get back up. Um, but I will, I will end on this note that I do know in the previous podcast, this isn't meant to scare anybody away, but Catherine did say that there are a ton of faculty members there. They, they're, there's a, a ratio of student to faculty member ratio that's low. So there, although you may stumble, you may fail something here or there, they get you right back on the horse and they, they help you through. And I'm sure you can, you can probably attest to that. Absolutely. I mean, when I failed my exam, that was... A very, very low day. Um, <laughs> and I just remember seeing the grade and being so upset with myself. But 
I reached out to the professor very willingly, you know, told me where to focus on, was very willing to meet with me to help kind of walk through those questions and kind of structure a plan to get ready for the next exam. And I bounced back, you know, I went from a 66 on exam one to an 83 on exam two. Um, and every single professor was always that willing to help any student that had trouble. Central's professors are very personable. They really want to see people succeed in this program and become great nurses. They do such a good job to, you know, make sure you're remembering that why and make sure that you're remembering your patient is an actual person with a story, with a home, with family versus just a patient to take care of and chart on and kind of do as your job. Um, I'm so grateful that central staff is that way. Um, it makes it really easy to feel like you're safe, makes you feel like you can ask a question in class versus being scared. Um, and if you have anything going on at home, you know, because our life is happening too, the way our patients' lives still sure. go on, um, they're very accommodating. You know, they'll give you an extra week. They'll kind of be flexible with you and work with you. And if for some reason something happens that you just can't complete that semester, they're very willing to work with you to make sure you can spring back and come back, you know, next time and actually finish the path. Yeah, no, and I so I'm a grad from CCSU as well, and I went to the School of Business. So I can, on, I think it's across the board for each of their programs. That's that's what they really hone in on. So I can I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, I yeah, love that cool. Central's that. Yeah. Personable, because I hear about other big universities, and I'm like, I would never survive. <laughs> Ola, thank you so much. This has been extremely informative. I'm sure it's going to help a number of students considering this path. So thank you for sharing your story. And uh, as always, if anything, if you ever think of anything and you want to come back on the show, just let me know. Of course. Hopefully some listeners will become my future coworkers someday. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to seeing them and rallying them as the whole unit's on fire. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Ola, thank you so much for joining the show. This has been extremely informative. I know it's going to help a lot of students and uh, I look forward to catching up to you in the future. So thank you again. Thank you. All right. Take care.